On the anniversary of the birth of a luminary from the age of ancient space travel, which is often known as long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, over at George Lucas Station, which conveniently and utterly coincidentally carries his name, a number of pilots have found a crashed ship in one of the lower decks. Encrusted with ages of space ick, and with a floor that is more squishy than it is firm, they've been poking around and not paying attention to the life signs on their scanners. As luck would have it, like the Easter Bunny in reverse, they appear to have found a room full of interestingly shaped eggs. As the human race does, and with no care for its own safety, one of them removes his face mask and leans dangerously close to an egg, which slowly opens. His face is bathed in an eerie light as he says, Guys, you've got to see this! Just as something squirmy, grabby, and with more legs than humans tend to like, jumps straight at his face. Of course, his teammates are far too busy doing something on their control panels and drowning out his muffled scream. So all you can hear are the words, Our mics are live. Good evening, listener, and welcome to Hutton Orbital Live once again. It's... Thursday. Again. It's us. Again. And we're mostly live, or at least as far as I can tell. I'm Rudolf Hucker, and tonight we have... A Harry Balzac just hanging out, having come in from the Hollow Garden. A Wilma Fingerdoo just back from the gourmet kitchen. That is my quarters. Ah, come on to Wotherspoon, fresh from digging in the archives. A loose knockers. And I'm not allowed to be fresh, as it gets me into trouble. I'm Norma Snockers, and I'm in-in, which is like out-out, but a little more in. Simbad the Bad pretends that he's not all bad. What's the opposite of the lights are on, but there's no one at home? Banter bus update. They've gone hunting for Tharg. Hair today and goon tomorrow. Button carrier recruitment drive. Your orbital needs you. Lou's going to bring you up to date with what's happening with chickens in Hutton Space, apparently. And Hutton Orbital Radio broadcasts to a new tune. First tonight, an update from the 38 on the tales of Simbad the Bad and his awfully bad behaviour over in Colonia. Yes, having been thoroughly rotten and stolen Dunker's rests from WNL, that is Ed's 38, they've fiercely resisted giving it back. 
the 38 on getting home from the hot mess and finally finding an open window to sneak back into, despite it being their own house, discovered that their Oti stores had been raided to make porridge instead of biscuits. Comfy cookie-eating chair had been sat upon by someone with no care for antique and very fragile furniture. And there was Simbad the Bad's hippie blonde girlfriend lying in one of the beds. On waking, all she did was scream, the bears, the bears, OMG, WTF, the bears, before exiting, pursued by the imaginary beast. This has left the Biscuiteers a little nonplussed and after some stern negotiation, they weren't much wiser as Simbad the Bad has claimed most falsely that the system was in a terrible state and he imprisoned all the residents for their own safety. He has stated that he does have an 85% release rate for all incarcerated dunkers, though there are suspicions that the capsules they're ejected in might actually be coffins and not speedy rescue devices. To cap it all, Simbad's had his twirly moustache and BDI on more systems in the area and has expressed an interest in stealing the big man's stuff and started a bit of a hoo-ha with Mobius. The Rotter has forced an election with another faction in WNL, then Scarpa double quick time to his second dastardly deed for the day. Of course, the 38 have a plan. We're not sure what it is, but it might involve camping on Naughty Sinbad's doorstep, then leaving a wooden horse there and definitely vacating the area, not hiding inside it. We'll bring you more from WNL next week and find out whether they remembered to put a handle on the inside of the door in the horse's belly, some sandwiches to nosh on whilst they wait, and a convenient pot to pee in. Speculation has once again been raised, much like a meerkat waking from a long sleep, about just why the night side of Flanders world in Shinrata Desra is totally dark. The Pilots' Federation remain mute on the subject, as they have for several years, and even the um, founder of Founder's World, Commander Liqua, refuses to say. Could it be that it's a planet inhabited entirely by 85 million commuters and that they've gone home and the last one switched off all the lights? Or are there really just a lot of astronomers worried about light pollution? Or are all of the streetlights made by Brewer Corporation? And did they repossess all the light bulbs when the owners failed to pay for the maintenance? Amongst the most ludicrous ideas that have been put forward is that over millions of years, the inhabitants of the planet have evolved into two different species. The happy, carefree folk that spend all day in the sun on their electronic devices, the e-toy, and the second race, known as the Forlock, that live underground like wombles but without the compulsion to tidy up all the time. Driven to pitch black subterranean caverns to grow food to serve their e-toy masters, over mega anums the forelocks have grown paler and paler skin, larger and larger eyeballs, a bit like your average internet streamer. A so-called spokesperson for the forelock said, We don't need lights down here. Dewey, my precious. The Big Blue Bubble Banter Pass, driven by Baz, has a new mission this week. To repeatedly knock on Tharg's door and then run away giggling before he catches them and gives them one of his swirly green light shows and shut down stairs. Yes, they've been finding Thargoid bases and making a big mess of them. They've been off to see Errol the Little Scavenger and have taken a few selfies with him. 
They've looked at the bulbous growths in Tharg's back garden and even gone scrumping for a few materials whilst they're there. Unfortunately, after many attempts to get Tharg to come to his door all angry, they realised, a little belatedly as Atrus worked this out weeks ago, that Tharg's not home. They've given up and instead decided to go and peer through the windows of a generation ship and scare the living bejeepers out of the residence especially as they've all been without external human contact for hundreds of years. There have been several outbreaks this week of a condition known as Silly Barnet, named after an ancient subdivision of Earth's London and the laughable hairstyles that they had. The outbreak started last week in Shaver Dock in La Rochelle, and by the end of the day had spread to Planet Bald in the System Bald, which, incidentally, is home of the descendants of winemaker Lopez de Haro, for whom the orbital was named and for whom the grapes are still fondly squeezed on long summer evenings. This personal deforestation left the inhabitants feeling the chill of the night air and they were grateful for a donation of cash, half of which they had promised to spend on a dog, presumably to put on their heads to keep them warm. Other systems affected so far include Moda Dabi, Mohara, and Springer Escape. The Pate system has been left sparsely populated, and authorities are examining new reports with a fine-toothed comb. Alvin has put out an all-pilots bulletin in preparation for Brewer Corporation's launch of their latest giant pile of mobile space stuff. Yes, the fleet carriers are completing final testing and Alvin needs to place an order for a few of these beauties to perform some vital duties. He'd quite like to be able to hop on the Hutton taxi over to Hot Coal and inspect his domain and maybe pee on something to make sure everyone knows it's his and is appealing for commanders not only to supply the Hutton Hot Coal taxi but to keep it well fueled, stocked with vital supplies and then guarded en route to Colonia. Of course, he's also quite enamoured with the idea for a new VIP parking space over at Hutton for those poor pilots who've been flying their anaconda out and are busting to use the facilities, or those that have forgotten their limpets. Other work orders have also included a Hutton big roundabout engineer routemaster, the Militrand Hollow high-speed Hyperloop, and of course, a roving Hutton event bus for those occasions when we need a handy stop-off point when we're doing something really important. All applications should be addressed to Alvin Defer, Hutton Orbital, near Eden, Proxima Centauri, Alpha Centauri system, just near Seoul, somewhere in the bubble. Please include a self-addressed envelope and suitable postage in the form of a bundle of credit bills. What? Stop looking at me. I, I did my bit up there. Hey, BGS? Well, there was Hanky's report, but someone left that next to the chew toy and Alvin ate it. Okay, as far as I know, Tyr is between elections. The Riso is obviously an outbreak, but somehow managing to have a boom at the same time. And Eel Procol Centauri is in boom as usual. Hmm? I thought we agreed there's no point mentioning the bubble because there's nothing happening. There's 18 systems in boom and no negative states. 
No, no one cares about the public holiday in Alpha Centauri. It, it's not Alvin's birthday, and that's the only one we're allowed to celebrate. And if I mention that it's Galactic Chicken Dance Day, then Alvin might find out about the chicken dance at Hutton Orbital. There's still time for him to fly out there and start biting people, you know, so shh. No, you know I can't mention Edge 38. Because it's all gone tits up, and we've matched with Mobius instead of New Sinbad. And the plan to short out that shitstorm is top secret. No, no, I can't tell people what to do because Mobius might be listening and then they'll be able to stop us doing it. Just let me hand over to Norma. Norma, happy chicken dance day, my dear. Oh, thank you. I'm delighted to announce that despite not actually noticing that the radio station was off the air and broadcasting an awful lot of silence on various channels over the last few months, we've found the problem and fixed it. Trawling through logs from the last little bit, we found video footage of a number of Hutton speedrun commanders exiting supercruise more than a little close to the broadcast tower. These pilots deftly managed to miss the television aerial, the docking pad, the habitation section and indeed the cubicle 3 recycling system. That would have made an awful mess. But they clipped one of the transmitters and totally took out the radio for the mug.com site. As the broadcast team here have been concentrating so hard on their makeup for their TV appearances each Thursday, as well as practicing their reaction faces to various new articles, they didn't notice that the on air light wasn't. On air, that is. <clears throat> Swift action by our own Dick Chafing and his pet tech monkey spanned the bed transmitter back in line and brought Hutton Orbital back to the airwaves in double quick time. They've also found a dusty old series of photographs lying around and managed to stick them to the notice board so everyone knows who each of the presenters are. For those interested, you can still always visit Hutton Orbital's very own message board over at huttonorbital.com. And that's it from me this week. Thank you, everyone. Now, next we have the rest of the show. As ever, we choose music each week to a theme, and it's your job, listener, to try and untangle the web of confusion inside our brains. I say our brains, probably my brain, and work out why these strongs, these strongs are songed together. Those songs are strung together. That too. Very often, though, we choose songs that have a relevance individually as well as to our theme, and this week is no different. We had the very sad news earlier this week that last weekend, little Hutton the Hearing Dog, named in thanks to all of you for your generosity, was taken ill and sadly passed away on Saturday. We last shared pictures of Hutton running around in a training session, chasing a rabbit and looking adorable to the attendees at the VECM event a while back, and it was a bit of a shock to hear that we'd lost him. He was in his first year of training and doing really well, looking forward to changing someone's life immeasurably for the better. Our love goes out to his socialiser who was training and care for, caring for him and the team there from Hearing Dogs who do so much. Our fundraising will carry on undaunted. 
In the same week, and tinged with a little sadness as well, notification came through that the memorial beacon for Commander Garrick appeared in space with words crafted by Drew Wagar. It provides a fitting memorial for him from his friends and his wingmates. So our next tune is dedicated to the pair of them. Wherever they are now, their spirits of fun and adventure will be remembered, and in our hearts, they'll both now be forever young. And we're back. Oh, it's always, always, always terribly sad to have to, to do these little bits of the broadcast, but um, it's only fitting we, we mark these kind of things as, as friends and uh, in good company as well. So, um, yeah, it was awfully sad news this week. Very. Um, I mean, having seen the, the videos recently, whatever else, of Little Hut and the Hearing Dog, it is, according to them, so rare that um, you know illness takes one of the, the, the pups that they care for and, and train to help people. Um, they're all you know very well screened and um, you know avoid all the the usual early life complications. Um, you know, there's there's uh, they, they come from good. Uh, lovely, lovely puppy parents, if you know what I mean as well. And uh, it's 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 terribly sad for their uh, socialisers, who, of course, they're part of their family for the early bit of their lives before they're paired up with somebody. And, um, yeah, it was really, really good of them to let us know. We, we um, Obviously, they knew about it Saturday. They they messaged Snoz on Monday, and we published it. And, obviously, we, we've been supporting them and their efforts to, to help people through fundraising for, oh, years now. It's, what, five, five years? Including getting up that blasted volcano which was a hike. But, you know, the, the fundraising goes goes to help the entire team. And there are many, many pups as well who benefit from everything we do. And uh, we will not shirk from uh, carrying on raising pennies to help the two charities, Special Effect and obviously uh, Hearing Dogs for the Deaf. And uh, there's a few things been going on this week, just to, to bring it back up again, where, where we've been helping again as well. I think last week we mentioned that um, Snoz's bonds had ended up bald. Do we have a final number and what do you raised on that? Does anybody have a final number for us? Well, that's exactly a thousand. Yeah, it was exactly that a thousand. Pl plus, yeah. that was the, the donations, plus um, a nice chunk for gift aid as well. Of course, yeah. Oh, yes, because of course, um, those people that are eligible to give gift aid ticked the box as well. Um, yes, £1,189.85. Pennies. There we go. Mm -hmm. yep. Which is awesome. Split 50 50 to the two charities. Um, but then. Then something extra happened as well, and somebody got inspired by Mike's bald head, which that's not a sentence I ever thought I'd be reading out loud. <laughs> um, as um, Mr. Girdler, the, not, not that one, the other Girdler, um, decided that he was going to do something awfully silly as well. And But his wasn't fully bald, though. He's gone with... Is, is it green? Yeah. Very green. <laughs> He's gone from looking like Chewbacca to having this sort of woolly green mohawk. <clears throat> which is which is actually suits him. It does. It, it's completely changed the look of his face as well. In fact, I think he's actually not him. It's somebody else he knows. But um, and he's been he's been doing that too. And he's raised even more pennies for charity because he's that kind of a guy. And I'm just scrolling through my list here to see whether I can find the picture of him. Here we go. Um, yeah, he does look like he should be in WWE wrestling, doesn't he? Yeah, he looks a bit like a bouncer on St Patrick's Day. Yeah, if if he had a WWE wrestling name, but what would it be? That's the question. I've got no idea. But anyway, but he's he's picked up another three hundred and thirty pennies um, so far for um, the two charities, the three charities in his case, I think, because he's also raising for NHS charities together as well. So his is actually going for three good uh, three good causes. But hey, this is what Hutton does, isn't it? Even during lockdown, we're generous. 
even if it's just with the words during a news article. So, yeah, that's all the fundraising side of things. And then we obviously heard um, from, was it Texas Stew who posted the picture up of the uh, the beacon for Commander Garak as well? Yeah, I believe it was. With some with some wonderful words written by Drew Wagar, actually, I think, wasn't it? Yes. Who's, who's um, obviously behind all sorts of wonderful publications of his own books and elite books and all sorts of things as well. Um, so thank you very much to Commander Drew. I know he's been very generous in the past with donating his time and his words to um, other bits and bobs as well and for community support. And I think he does streams on Thursday evening, so he won't be listening, but we're going to say thank you anyway. So thank you, Drew, for that one. And other than that, um, I suppose I better introduce the rest of the, the studio crew. You've heard their voices. Now, on the decks tonight and wearing his cape with his big N in a circle on the front of his outfit. And if you think I'm lying, you need to go to the website in about <clears throat> a couple of hours when his photo will be up there. It's Norm. Hello, Norm. Hello. How are you doing? Yeah, pretty, pretty good. Good, good. That's bit locked down. Yeah. Do you know? Same as. <laughs> has, it, has it really been a week since last week? Where does the time go? Um, too far, too far. Too, really. too, definitely too fast. Actually, no, it's not it's not necessarily a bad thing at the moment, is it? The faster it goes, the faster it's all over and done with and fixed, I suppose. Yeah, well, um, I suppose. Anyway. Yeah, but thank you very much for uh, being our producer this evening. And um, sitting at the other side of the desk from him is uh, Palantir, our Harry Ballsack himself. Good evening, all. Now, you, you had the runs earlier, I understand. I had, I guess, I well, I was on the running machine, yes. As yeah, the, okay, right. As, yeah. As, the, as, the, <coughs> as the only exercise a big fat git like me gets, I think it's something I have to do. And that's the one that flips down in the corner of your cockpit somewhere, yes, isn't it? it? Is. So you, yes, it is, you, yes. You, you leave the controls and flip the running thing down, and then um, have you seen those videos of people uh, putting their luggage on it just so they get that I'm off on holiday kind of experience? <laughs> yes. yes <laughs> and picking their, their bag back up off the running machine. And then standing on it and slowly being being drawn along as if you're on a travelator. Yes, on a very very short holiday. Yes, and 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 so the, is this a freshly rediscovered love of exercise, or because oh my goodness I've been in lockdown for ages I ought to do something, or is this a, a normal regular activity? No, this I've been doing it longer, but it's the only it's the only exercise I get. And being on lockdown, of course, we don't even get to walk to the pub. Sorry, don't even get to walk anywhere interesting. You get that right hand exercise, <laughs> raising the pint to your mouth and back mm-hmm. down again. Yeah, well, I'm ambid- when it comes to pints, I'm ambidextrous. I'm not silly. You don't end up with one arm bigger than the other. I'm not 15. I don't know. <laughs> Left hand drinking, not sure about that. Oh, suspicious. Oh, I, I, I am sinister. Oh, you are? Yes, of but course. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, in which case, you can go and join new, uh, what's his name, new Sinbad, Sinbad the Bad, if you're going to be sinister <laughs> around here. <laughs> Anyway, then, so shuffling along next to Palantir, we've got um, Commander Amelia. Hello, hello. Is it Tuesday? <laughs> you know what? It seems like I'm missing a day here. I, 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 I this was yesterday, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I know. <laughs> if, it feels like just yesterday it was Tuesday. Well, would you, would you like, obviously, um, so just for the benefit of our listener who may have been confused last week or not know what's going on this week, on Tuesday evenings, we visit the Hutton Games Room and, and we have a go at a bit of Traveller, which is ancient, isn't it? I mean, Traveller's even more ancient than Elite is. It's, yes, it is. It's, it's very, very ancient. In fact, um, some, some people think that um, Elite is, had inspirations taken from Traveller, the RPG. But of course, that is completely denied by anybody behind yeah. Elite. But they were around at sort of the same time, and they were sort of spacey and things. Yes, yes. But so were many things at that time. 
Um, yes. So, so we've been at the Hutton Games room, uh-huh. um, sitting around with our, our very own dead meat and Commander Wotherspoon, and the yes. the missing from the radio station. But I'm sure he's around somewhere, Hoba. Indeed. Um, because he used to be a regular on the show, but he hasn't come on for quite a long time. And having murdered 200 people with a spaceship by hitting boost at ground level. And cutting the, 12 people in half. And cutting 12 people in half last week. And suffering from Commander Wotherspoon's astonishing ability to roll threes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Which is um, infectious. Which was, oh, it's infectious. Um, how, how did things go this week? In, in marks out of 10. Marks out of 10. I, I think you did marginally better this week, especially with rolls. You were getting a lot of high rolls. Um, but uh, what you're actually doing at the moment, um, I, I, you know what? I'm surprised it took you about an hour and a half to figure out the uh, the the computer panel. On, no, on no, the it, didn't, that it didn't take us an hour and a half to figure it out. We figured it out really quickly. There was an overabundance <laughs> of caution before some idiot stuck his head through the portal in case it got chopped off. So we, we should we should give a reference here because people don't know what we're talking about. No, we, we went to a planet, uh, a thing, a planet, a gas giant. We found aliens, um, landed on aliens, found a building on an alien which was quite interesting, right. went into the building, it had buttons, we pushed buttons, and then there's a, ooh, yeah. that opened. And, and, and there was a thing called a head removal tool. And exactly. And it, David the stuck his head in it. The buildings were on a spaceship inside that was a alien. gas giant. This is all a bit like finding Thargoids or Guardians, really, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Except they're inch. Yes, and Thargoids look like insects, and this looks like testicles. <laughs> yes. So, can we crash on the giant space bollock, was one line that came out on Tuesday. Um, um, so, oh, so yeah, we, thing again, yeah, yeah. Um, so something that should have taken ten minutes because I, I think there's an element of trust here, Amelia. Do you mean nobody has any? Well, it's a case of because we've got the video link, we can see the GM cackling and rubbing our hands together <laughs> with glee when we do anything. <laughs> And therefore, rather than, right, I go through that door and carry on, there's about 20 minutes of, right, throw something through carefully and see if it blows up before we do anything. Well, see, you know, Traveller's not known to be a forviving roleplay. I mean, you can die in character creation before exactly. you start. You imagine, yeah, you, imagine, you imagine going to get your pilot's <laughs> license over here at, at Hutton Orbital, and as you're in line to get your pilot's license, you just suddenly drop dead. I mean, that's what Traveller's like during character creation. It's, it's very fun. Oh, you could age 52 years in the space of about 15 minutes. Or or you could um, aim to get a character at around 34 years, but end up at 52 years because you got imprisoned. Yeah, mentioning <laughs> no names. Anyway, that's, but no, it, 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 it's, it's an almost... It does sound a bit like the text... Uh, adventure game of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, but without all the kindness and the lack of death. <laughs> God, <laughs> or or whales. It hasn't got any whales yet. Space um, whales. <laughs> space whales. Um, so for, for anybody, yes, uh, it, it, who's who's uh, wondering what to do during the week, if you're not helping out Ed's 38 and you're not playing CQC, you can always do some RPG or other acronyms. Um, and we, I think we're using Roll20 and just having a bit of a laugh in the Hutton Games Room on a Tuesday night. Mm. Um, but moving along from Amelia, thank you very much for not killing us this week. <laughs> There's always next week. We have one of my, my partners in crime on our Tuesday escapades. It's Commander Wotherspoon. Hello. You're back. I, uh, yeah, I'm back. We I'm missed back. you last week. Yes, and the week before, I think. I oh, ran could out of powerful people. 
Yeah, but we need we need we need I don't know competent corporations as the next one. Or, um, <laughs> the Brewer Corporation, yes, yes. Who, yeah, who and make who their money are like, ma- like radio rentals by by sort of <laughs> charging lots of money and then taking it taking the TV set away again. Oh, Barb's. Oh, isn't isn't that the wife of um, Eddie Lee Wise? Anyway, um, so uh, yeah, so you're not being a powerful person anymore, and of course, it is now today, as of today. An awfully long time since the last Galnet news you had to digest. Yes, the the last Galnet uh, news was on the 14th of January um, this year, and it's now the 14th of May. So, yes, we're a third of the way One through third? a whole year and uh, with nothing at all. Now, do we think it's suppression of the press? I mean, do we think there's some underlying dastardly behaviour going on here, that there's stuff's actually going on, but they're just not telling us about it? It'd be lovely to think so, wouldn't it? Um, that when when these these fleet carriers come out, they might have a, I don't know, a side order of spicy dip. Y- yes. Well, let's, let's wait and see. Um, we had a... I, 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 I seem to remember Will saying, sorry... Um, at the VECM, so um, perhaps, perhaps they will relent. Perhaps, perhaps we will get some news. You never know. Or I you, could, you I never could just go back and and live in the past and just read read old old articles from five years oh, ago. Hang on a second, Commander Wall has been regurgitates the news, so yeah. you don't have to. Yeah. Oh dear, partially digested news. Terrible. Yeah. Well, we might have a little bit from from you from you later. Yeah, some speculation about the news. Sort of, yeah, yeah. Rather, rather backward-looking speculation, but yes, yes. Well, it's asking the, all the important questions so we don't have to, uh, I'd imagine. Okay. And and then, of course, uh, over the other side of the room, staying at arm's length from Flossie's frying pan, we, we have Commander Deadmeat GF. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Now, you managed to get back just in time, because LHS 340 had a bit of a... a, bit of a Oh, we better upgrade the naughty step 30 seconds before you go out for your run before you go on air kind of situation yes <laughs> indeed so you went out and left them to do the upgrade to the naughty step on their own while you went out for your run well yes it's uh you know i just hold up my not my job badge and <laughs> and run off it's all fully automated and beside there are only five thousand people that live there or something aren't there um uh, more like five. <laughs> oh, five people sorry i thought it was five thousand people well, that's what it says on the sign, but that's just to stop more coming in. We, we oh, is that the one with the big red line through it that they keep sort of deducting from the number every time somebody, um, yes, yeah. and gets stuck in the cubicle law? And how yes. are things over at LHS 340? Very quiet. Is every, Everything's very quiet. It's too quiet, which is either suspicious or dull. Well, talking of suspicious, um, I have to ask about the suspicious chicken. Well, yes. <coughs> so this is now what the third sure? holiday we've had third public holiday um you know the bank of zeon's holiday we've had this year so far over in alpha centauri yes. and this one is what it's galactic chicken dance day right and uh, w- so alpha centauri celebrates this but nobody else does it would appear so i've not seen any other national or galactic holidays going on so it seems to be just us Right, so it's something that happens over at Hutton Orbital. But it isn't it like if 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 we just celebrate it at, at Alpha Centauri, is that not that's not galactic then, is it? And so it's a bit it's it's a bit special just for us. Be like, be like World ancient, Series, that kind of thing. Yes, <clears throat> I was going to say if you remember your ancient history, um, the the the, the un, un, untidy states was it? 
on on sole back in untied the old the untied oh yeah 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 in in, in the old uh, 20 something century those ones with the stripes and the dots yeah yeah they 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 had a world series that only involved their own teams so i think that was named after mr world wasn't it or um (laughs) something what wasn't wasn't he an actor oh could be could be but yes, it's it's a galactic holiday because anyone in the galaxy is welcome to celebrate it. That's that's. Uh, weird. Now we we I do have confirmation here that it is celebrated in a handful of other systems as well. Marvelous. But only one thousand five hundred ninety six other systems are celebrating Galactic Chicken Day, or Dance Like a Chicken Day. I understand that it's being celebrated over in Barnard Star as well, just not by Hutton commanders in Barnard Star. Oh, I see. Ross 154, Ross 128, Lung and Avic, La Rochelle, I think that's in France. Stopover is celebrating it, Shuttleworth Holdings in Stopover. Uh, Lingati, FN Virginies, Arangori, 61 Virgins. It's not oh. a galactic colony without some virgins. Well, here you go. Here's, what, here's a blast from the past for you. It, from, from the weird system, or word. Is it weird or word? Commander Wotherspoon, you must be the final word on this one. Wired. Is it weird or weird? Why? <laughs> no, no, weird, weird. The weird system. That's, I remember that, that one. <laughs> like like oh. the weird sisters, yes. De Chelonian Mobile. Mm. And, and, oh, Kappa One Seti, we remember that place. Oof. Yes. They're celebrating the chicken. <laughs> no, I don't want to remember that place. Um, Wasn't that a place where some errant commander, when we were trying to drop influence, hugely popped in and basically stuck a north on the end? Yes, a nameless commander, obviously. We won't, we won't mention any names. And of course, um, for those of, of a literary bent, the Grendel system, Beowulf, mm, is celebrating its chickens. <laughs> and I know that because he was in an episode of Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there is that. So, yeah, I mean, this is being... I mean, I'm just glancing through the 1500 systems that are for anything rude, actually. I mean, I'm only doing it just looking for rude names. But uh, the 1500 system, Onya. How about the Onya system? Onya chicken what, what's dance. What's Onya bike? Onya bike. What if they sing it? What if they sing the chicken dance thing? Oh, here's, here's one for you, Mr. Snockers. The Lu Wang's system. Oh, marvellous. Yeah, <laughs> I bet you didn't know there was a Lu Wang system. Ow. Ow, exactly. <laughs> Plenty of wangs for Lou. Oh my goodness! If that was a little closer to, closer to Hutton Space, we might have to expand there. Oh yeah. Ne- never say never. Snuggles, are you listening? Yes, we need the Lou Wang system. <clears throat> anyway, so yes, the ch- the chicken. <coughs> Excuse me, I've still got that frog in my throat. The Hutton frog. Um. So yes, we we the chicken dance is being celebrated absolutely everywhere. That's important or rude. So there we go. Um, and but other than that, in Hutton Space is is it's it's a bit of an outbreak in Doritos, but that's normal. I understand. Doritos is always an outbreak. Tia is always either in election, just won an election, or going back into election. Right. Um, um, Centauri sits nice and steady. Other than that, our entire outlook for the system looks like a poem by Baldrick, really, doesn't it? Yes. The only exciting thing that ever happens is pirate attacks, and by the time we get there to fight them, they bug it off. Well, actually, p- public holiday is fairly good because you can sell your um, low-temperature diamonds and your void opals for lots of money. So Alpha Centauri, Hutton Orbital is the place to sell all of your all of your diamonds and your void opals if you can be bothered, and if you haven't just sold them in a record-breaking transaction. It, by the way, that, that's a lie. That's a fib, Commander Wotherspoon. 
the billion. Yeah, no, it, you, it may be a record for that the last month for this, yeah, that person, because he's about 300 million credits off the record, isn't he? One billion is not the record for trade for in a single transaction. This is the thing. This is this is this is someone who took took um, something like seven hundred tons of void opals and made a billion credits in a single transaction and posted on Reddit about it. That it was a record. Well, yes. Which is a foul canard. That's a duck. Oh yes. Well, yes. All right. It's a foul chicken then. Yes. But anyway, nice try, but no cigar. Because? Because you can make more money than that out of that ship. <laughs> By having more avoid opals in it. Who, who was it that it's, did this? This was Team Hotbox, I think, did it. Um, was, it was it one of those girdlers again? One yeah, of those pesky okay. girdlers? Yes, it was. And the, and the amount they did was 1,317,917,000. I'm not going to read it out like I'm... Working for the NHS. <clears throat> or, or working for the government, <laughs> or, or the opposition, yes. or anybody that shouldn't be allowed to read numbers out in public. <laughs> but of course, Flossie's got a magic word that covers all things that you can't pronounce or read out loud. Haven't you, Flossie? Yes, diddly doodah. Yeah, so we for diddly doodah credits. And with that smooth segue over to Flossie, the last member of our team, and not last but Seems. not least... But only because your name name starts with F. No, it's not that. I don't know why you're down the bottom there or around the corner there. But anyway, um, and Commander Flossie. Yes. Have you been fuel ratting this week? Oh, I'm afraid I haven't. I was intending oh. to, but I haven't this week, no. And have you been in the Hutton Games Room saying rude things during Cards Against Hutton? No, I haven't played that either. <laughs> I haven't so, been in the Games Room, no. I was in last night. All right, and and what were you up to when you were not flying spaceships, not fuel ratting, and not saying rude words in Cards Against Hutton? <laughs> Playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> okay, you're gonna uh, have to, last... I'm gonna I'm gonna have to pause here. I know nothing about. I hear lots of people Some talking about Animal Crossing. Same, but yes. The only the only thing I can sort of imagine with Animal Crossing is suddenly swerving out the way while driving down a country lane at, at speed at night because they have a habit of doing that right in front <laughs> of my car. And um, yes, I've, I've I've managed to dodge them all so far. Not that I've driven for four months, but anyway, oh, it feels like four months. So Animal Crossing isn't about those little hedgehog tunnels, is it, that they make under roads? No, no, it's not. Right. It's, it's a game on the Nintendo Switch. Um, this is the latest version of Animal Crossing, which is Animal Crossing Horizons. Um, and they stole that. They <laughs> yeah. That. How has nobody noticed they nicked that? That crossed my mind too. Their next edition is going to be Animal Crossing Beyond, isn't it? Or Animal Crossing New Era. We have a little island. Right. We've got our own island, which... Um, we're sort of the mayor of her. And um, <clears throat> it's got all these animals on it. Um, you start off with a couple and then you gradually get more till you get ten. Um, okay. All, and it's just life on that little island, getting it all looking <laughs> nice. Right. It sounds far too peaceful for me. <laughs> oh, it is. It's very peaceful. There are no Thargoids then? <laughs> nope. <laughs> There are no guardian there's, there's, ruins. There's a few spiders and scorpions which can give you. You, you don't get wax. any arguments about open versus private groups. <laughs> no. We you don't get any complaints other. that the devs never play their own game, which are blatant lies, and you try and slap <laughs> them down. And no, it's all very nice and peaceful. And I have to say, moderating happy. their forum must be a joy. 
<laughs> yeah, if uh, anyone does, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have a forum? Okay, well, so, so you, you've been crossing some animals. I tried crossing an animal <laughs> once, but, but Mario, um, the very small miniature greyhound, threatened to shiv me at one point, so I didn't cross him any further. Right. Anyway, <laughs> that, yeah, that's, so. a, that's an in-joke. Yes, the, 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 the Don has a henchman, and he lives with Hoba, and he's a very small miniature greyhound, and he looks at me like he's going to kill me in my sleep whenever I go and visit. <laughs> Especially with a name like Mario, he's got to be related to the Don. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yes, oh, sorry, yes. we've made a terrible error, Commander Palantir. Yes, yes. I, I, the apology officer passed this to me that um, we'd like to apologise that the person who actually did make the largest ever single sale was Commander Short Engineer Seventy Eight. Right, because oh, I think it was a it was a girdler before that, wasn't it? And yeah, and yes. then then the Short yeah. Engineer said he's not having any of that nonsense and and yeah. improved on it. Well, terribly sorry, short engineer seventy-eight, but your crown is is currently still yours. <laughs> well, having caught up with everybody here, I suppose we better move on to the. Oh my goodness gracious me! I'm just looking at the words on the screen. <laughs> you didn't look at them before. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Flossie, you've not read ahead on this one, have you? Mm, not much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wait. Right, can it, everybody? Obviously. She really, like, obviously. Everybody just move two metres away from Flossie, okay? <laughs> she can't wield that pan further than two metres. Trust me. <laughs> already two metres apart. But, but we all have to be. Yes, absolutely two metres apart. I'm, I'm two metres away from my Zoom screen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, I'm going to stand well back. Now, do we have a decision, um, Norman, on whether people preferred song number one or song number two? Nope. So I made the decision going with uh, Interstellar Initiative. And that's why you wear the red cape. Something like that. So, so, so Norman, and for what we're about to receive, may we all be truly grateful. Please yeah. take it away. When the universe is in trouble, bug infestations in the bubble, your home stations burn rubble. What on earth can we do when your faction leader's a dog and your daily tasks are a slog? You're feeling like a youth cog. What on earth can we do now? Interstellar initiatives. Let Flossie tell you what it is, then you can get involved with this should listen to what Flossie says Interstellar Initiative Flossie tells us what she thinks it is Then you can get involved with this Now you should listen to what Flossie says Listen to what Flossie says What on earth can we do? Do what Flossie tells you to what if she talks nonsense? Interstellar initiatives Let Flossie tell you what it is Then you can get involved with this You should listen to what Flossie said Now we heard what Flossie said We can put this matter to bed Just keep a voice in your head Flossie told you what to do. 
Hello, Flossy here with this week's Community Goals Initiatives Non-News. Now, you know I don't like to blow my own trumpet, but my box has been stuffed full this week. Hundreds of you have mailed me asking not to leave it so long before I expose more of my past. So without further ado, here's the next chapter from my autobiography, How I Became the Pilots' Federation Favourite Pilot. Available at all good bookstores, some lots of good bookstores and the two-for-one credit shelf in most charity shops. Chapter 3. My first hands-on job or hard times. After leaving Miss Creant's seminary and home for jolly rogering, I was eager to prove myself in the big wide galaxy and despite what we were taught at school to make an honest living. I searched and searched the mission boards, but all of the jobs I needed, needed, I liked, needed qualifications that I didn't have, like a bloodthirsty nature or an overdeveloped sense of what constitutes justice. Days turned into weeks and I was becoming more and more depressed, thinking I'd never get a proper job, never show those teachers at school that that I could really amount to something. To try to distract myself, I went for long walks around the base, taking different routes each day just to break up the monotony until one day I found myself a grubby-looking door which bore a handwritten notice. Assistant required. Must be willing to wrangle pythons. Well, I thought, I can do that. I've watched all those videos with that nice David Attenborough, so putting on my most confident face, I went boldly opened the door and announced, I'm here. Who needs their snake handling? Imagine my surprise when it turned out that I'd stumbled upon what might call a specialist filmmaking operation. Less nature and more naturist, if you get my meaning. Now, I'm as broad-minded as the next person, unless that person is Lord Shouty. But I found that I really was a comparative innocent and I was forced to grow up fast and reassess A, what I knew about the jobs in the film industry and B, that sometimes things aren't just close up, they really are big. I accepted a job as a cleaner. Actually, they said, I bet there's nothing about hoovering that we can teach you and set dresser. Though that turned out to mean getting everyone back in their clothes at the end of each shoot. I was introduced to the rest of the crew and the actors. I thought I knew what their job titles meant, but how long was I? Best Boy was actually a nickname for the lead male actor, for reasons that soon became apparent during filming. I mean, I didn't know where to look, but at least I knew where my towel was. The grip was not involved in the lighting, but was in fact the best boy's best friend, if you get my drift. Did you know that there was such a job as a focus puller? They explained it to me as, you pull this bit and they'll focus. And stunt coordinator turned out not to be a spoonerism, who'd have guessed? Very quickly, I showed how good I was as a cleaner. As you can imagine, on a set like ours, hair in the gate happens more frequently than you'd like. And I soon progressed to take on more responsibility as a voice artist to dub some of the steamier scenes after the director heard the noises I made when enjoying eating a nettles cake. Oh, a lovely, juicy, moist echoes cake. Hmm. Sorry, where was I? Oh yes, I was doing so well, everyone had accepted me as one of the crew, and I think I 
be there still if it wasn't for my competitive streak. No, not the na- not a naked race. Get your mind out of the gutter. And our in-house sporting events. With filmmaking, there's a lot of downtime. And for us, some of the older actors need longer and longer between takes. So we played various sports to keep us occupied. This led to me being branded not a team player and asked to leave on the day that I complained about the unusual serving technique that my opponent was using at ping pong, which meant that once again I was let loose on the galaxy at large. I'm afraid that's all we have time for this week. Next time I'll show you how I ended up naked in the frozen food aisle of my local store how I met my first love and why your fingers or toes aren't the worst place to get frostbite if you're a young man. If, like us, you've been wondering where the time goes and how long we can keep going on and on and on, you're not alone. The Cat Empire have been wondering that too and have labelled this the Night that never end. This is Galnet News Digest for the 14th of May, 3306. This is Commander Wotherspoon performing a cappella without any Galnet News and wondering what's going on. So this is Unsolved Mysteries of the Galaxy, episode number one. We are going to speculate wildly so that you don't have to. With the Codex being more interested in the latest humorously shaped mollusk and the many flavours of gas giant out in the deep space, and conspicuously ignoring all of the most interesting things out there in space, and Gallant having morphed into the silent and inscrutable face of news. A number of puzzles still remain out there in the galaxy. Swept under the giant starry carpet of the galaxy, and local updates on which faction no one can remember is attempting to take over from which other faction that no one really cares about. Are these mysteries ever going to come to a conclusion? Is there more out there? Or like so many unrecorded discoveries of the ancient world, are they going to be relegated to rumour, hearsay and partially remembered tales? Take, for example, the Antares. Over 50 years ago, the Highliner went missing in mysterious circumstances. In 3301, Lee Yong Rui started an expedition to find the wreckage and determine what happened. Wreckage components were delivered to Davy Dock in the Procyon system for analysis to see whether anything could be found out. By 3302, the wreckage had been discovered and that analysis started amid claims of development of new types of starship drives that would revolutionise interstellar travel. The sweeps then arrived. The story quietly joined the dust bunnies under the rug and no more was heard. Then there was Starship One, Jasmina Halsey, went off her rocker after being recovered from a damaged escape pod. Ultimately, her return heralded the discovery of the Guardian ruins. But beyond that, she's been quietly ushered under the same big carpet. Is there more to come from Miss Halsey? Exactly where is Raxler? Does it exist? Is it a myth? There were rumours that someone had accidentally been there and not noticed. 
But the source of those rumours is long forgotten and has passed into myth. And then there are the Thargoids. A whole sector of space, the Call 70 sector. Locked and inaccessible. Locked by whom? We don't know. What's in there? We still don't know. Will we ever find out? Or has someone lost the keys? And's too proud to ask for a locksmith. The Guardians appear to have suffered a similar fate, silent for millennia, lying under the dust. Their ruins were waiting for someone to discover them, and discover them we did. The technology was far in advance of our own, and for a short period was used to improve our own, aiding in our fight against Tharg the Mighty. But, and this is a big but, everything's gone quiet. Is there some surprise waiting to jump out of a dusty pillar somewhere? A beacon that we've missed, leading to the mysterious lost cities of gold? The list goes on. What's on Lave 2? What's in Polaris, on Triton? What happened to the Tuanisla orbital graveyard? And more importantly, where are those fat, furry felines and blue, slimy frogs that we've read so much about? The space dredgers. Are they floating about well beyond the fringes of systems, just waiting to gobble up any passing ships? Here, at the Galnet News Digest, we've chewed over everything and can only draw one conclusion. Someone is pulling the wool over our eyes. But as someone famous once said, the truth is out there. It's just not in the media. And now that Commander Wotherspoon scratched it, it's The Surface by King Creosote before a little bit of book. seem to have mislaid but naked spokesman for lake on spaceways during the recent office reorganization i'm going to step into the breach and to be honest i don't have a lot to do whilst the thargoids are all self-isolating on their ammonia planets anyway as we wait for the cleaners to find the box marked muck this way up for goodness sake I will deliver the essential facts for week 232. Is it really 232 weeks? My, this chair is awfully comfy. I've happened to rock trucker like buck naked, just with added gravitas. 
the person who most blatantly ignored the stay-at-home recommendations this week is Commander Shatter Mage, who managed to jump a total of, oh my goodness gracious me, 50,278.8 light years, which is really a long way to go to walk the dog. Commander Mindwipers obviously got absolutely nothing better to do as he managed a total of 85,176 tonnes of cargo sold and accounted for. And we're very lucky this week because he managed to buy and sell the right amount without selling more than he bought as well. Our top mission runner this week was our guest on last week's radio show. It's that lovely Commander Millstone Barn, who racked up a total of 1,058 mission points. I think that pep talk when we were off air seems to have done the trick, so well done, Commander. Proving once again that he really is a bloodthirsty fellow... Commander Mizar Kurin, lovely chap, is still our top pirate killer with over 71 million credits from doing so. I understand that the dastardly Don may have a dartboard with your picture on it, Commander. Let's just hope he doesn't get the bullseye or you'll be walking funny for a week. Taking the Hutton Rail replacement bus for a total this week was our very good friend, Commander Intarius Fusion, who took a total of 609 passengers on totally unnecessary trips around the galaxy, just like we like it. As for the Hutton High Speed Run, oh, that's quick, isn't it? The record is still held by Commander Brett Riverboat at 1 hour, 22 minutes and 31 seconds, which still isn't 45 minutes. The fastest run so far in May is by Commander Malice XR3, who has beaten his time from last week to come in at 1 hour, 23 minutes and 56 seconds. It's good, Commander, but it's just not good enough. Are you seated by your televisual receivers, listening to this broadcast and imagining that if you had any beer, you'd pass it to a friend to hold so you could prove yourself even more worthy than the commanders who were mentioned this week? If so, you can visit the website hot.forthemug.com and download or register for the Hatton Help. It's oh so helpful. And then travel the furthest carry the most cargo, complete the most missions, carry the most passengers, or get to Hutton the fastest, and you'll join the ranks of the immortals who writes this rubbish, who've had their name read out on this radio show. And should you not already possess one, you learn a Hutton decal, which is lovely, which you can display upon each and every one of your ships and SRVs. Apparently, I'm going to get paid extra if I read out this message. Untop Trucker, brought to you by Lake on Spaceways, the only ships in the galaxy with a Have You Seen Buck Naked poster in every cockpit for the mug. Quick, somebody read that bit. My voice is gone. <laughs> like a longboat, way down in Egypt. We're in denial. See what he did there? Yeah, he's no. pre-used an old joke. The Denial Twist, and it's by The White Stripes. Oh, we're, we're back. We were, we were just about, unfortunately, to accidentally give away the theme, which would have been terrible this week. 
because we actually wanted somebody to guess it. But um, oh, it's, it's, it's a it's a brief show this evening, which is a which is I mean it, it it's not a bad thing. Well, now, yeah, I can say if you can't have quantity, if you can't have quantity or quality, have neither. I say. <laughs> well, we have a, a bit of some and a little bit of the other, but we're in that we're in that sort of middle period, aren't we? That between between updates and between new things and old things and um where everybody's area. yeah and, and we're all going mad in lockdown <laughs> oh actually i tell you what i was i was going to ask um and we, we can ask the chat channel as well all, all one listener in the chat channel does anybody have any sanity tips <laughs> because huh, this is the fact that the time warp is happening and it's still actually last thursday and it might actually be tuesday and i have no idea when sunday is does anybody got any survival tips at the moment? Vital ones. We'll, we'll, we'll just we'll, we'll go down the list here. If you had to give one survival tip out, Commander Ventura, for surviving this madness of, my goodness, what day is it actually? What would it be? Uh, keep a calendar handy. The calendar doesn't work. I published this earlier. Calendars don't work. And do you know why calendars don't work? Because I've got no idea when today is. So knowing which, which box on the calendar we're in doesn't work. Well, on your phone, it tells you what day it is because it's the first day that comes up when you open the calendar. Nope. But I've got nothing to put in the calendar, so I've got a big empty calendar. It'll still be the first day in the, when you open up the calendar. It doesn't matter. It's, it's, hi- it's highlighted. There are dates already in there, you. <laughs> Today's okay. it's always highlighted. <laughs> Of course. All right. So we'll, we'll go. Over, we'll go over to, to the, the the Harry Balzac to to Palantir. What is your top tip? for surviving this is it tuesday is it thursday is it sunday environment uh don't worry about it if you if it doesn't make any difference to you why does it why should it worry you can we just rename the days you could be like buck and wake up this morning and go oh crap it's thursday is it and then not yeah we could just rename all the days give them new names i'm bored of the old ones yeah, but I've, got a, I've got a very full calendar. I know I've got a full calendar full of all the things I'm crossing out that I'm not doing. Well, yours yours reads just like a, a big bunch of refunds, doesn't it? For it's, no, I'm not going to that theatre, and I'm not. Yes, I oh, have got a load of money back. I've just saved twenty quid on fuel well, there and thirty yes. quid of fuel on that one. Except, except obviously the theatres being most of them are charities are asking not to take the money back. Can you just leave the money with them? So I, I don't need to pay for any tickets next year. <clears throat> Yeah, well, actually, we're much the same as as we did with our deposit for VECM and all sorts. And I think a number of people for late... Actually, we didn't mention that one. That um, Yes, there was the news this week, just in case our listener hadn't heard it, that um, LaveCon this year has been postponed to next year because it's definitely not sensible or safe for everybody to get together and breathe on each other um, in a couple of months from now. Um, so they've taken a very bold decision. that last year. <laughs> a very sensible decision uh, not to hold LaveCon this year. But there are details up on the LaveCon Facebook page. Yes. And I think they put it Dave, on the website Dave, as well. Dave, Dave the only thing is, I'm still editing the podcast, so they won't hear it in that either. So I'll get that finished tonight and they hopefully hear it tonight as well when Calm is on. We believe Radio you, For those of you that didn't hear the podcast from Tuesday or didn't read the internet, yes, this is breaking news that nobody's heard yet. I'll finish it tonight. <laughs> don't worry, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> That's fine. So if you didn't know, don't panic. Yes, but all the details, yeah, yeah, basically, all the details are on 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 their website, and um, I'm sure if you listened live to Live Radio, which I'm sure you did, you'd have heard all about it. But um, yeah. no, they've taken taken the very um, sensible decision not to hold LaveCon this year, which is boo. But I'm I'm, I'm sort of saying boo. I couldn't go anyway. But then again, my work got cancelled, 
And I went, yay, because that meant I could go to LaveCon. But then, for the same reason my work was cancelled, LaveCon got cancelled, so I'm back to Boo. <laughs> no, they said, oh, they, yeah. said, they said because some of the, the listeners would be coming over from like, states and all that sort of thing, so they wouldn't be able to get into the country and they'd have to lock down. And yeah, so it would just, and people who are shielded as well, you know, to, mm. to, you know for, for, from well, the, the, the same, so. yeah, I mean, it's the same reasons, you know, we, we, we did with um, VECM, albeit uh, a couple of months later. But I you know we, we don't see that this is going to get significantly better by that point in time. And if you, even if we did, the risks aren't worth it because we don't all want an outbreak in the lave system. Better safe than sorry. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. I, know, I know Karen's looking for suggestions about what maybe to do on that day, but uh, you'll find that on the Facebook page, the LaveCon Facebook page. So, yeah. What to do on that day? Yeah, yeah. Virtual ones are possible. All I will say as advice to them, virtual ones are really, really, really hard um, and um, needed an enormous team to manage yeah. it, as we did with VECM. And um, I mean, we, you know, more than willing to help if they need. I'm just, just saying that it is, yeah, wow. Um, it took me a few days to get over that one. Maybe yeah. we should consider at the, at the the very least volunteering to do what we would have done on the day and do the radio show on the Saturday rather than the Thursday. I'm wondering whether there's a Dockers episode. Ooh. I was wondering that, yeah. We yeah. might have to talk. <laughs> we might have recording to... months ago. Talk to Mr. Shouty about a live Dockers episode and a live Hutton yes. in the evening. Yeah. I, I tell you what, we could even rope in a few of the devs to do their live sketch like they normally do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah be good. Now that they're all warmed up, having done one already this year. Well, especially as yeah, there's some there's, there's some new guys who don't really know what Dockers is all about. <laughs> That's oh, good my, fun. oh my goodness gracious <laughs> me! Look, I've just I've just hit my microphone. Um, look, they were scandalised enough by what we did last time. <laughs> I mean, you oh, should have Buck. looked. Come on, it was Buck. What Buck you should have seen Tim's face. <laughs> it was a picture. Actually, have you noticed we haven't heard from either of the two new starters since that date? <laughs> Very odd. Very We've odd. heard from the Benedetti, who wasn't there. We've heard from Will, who's made of sterner stuff. But what about Tim? And Bruce. Scared and Bruce. <laughs> I think I think we broke Tim and Bruce. So I'm, I'm accepting uh, no responsibility for this one. It's the apology officer. We apologise now for breaking half of the elite community team at VECM. It's all our fault. Uh, the apology officer's fault. <laughs> right. Okay, so I suppose we ought to... Um, what's that retired Navy IT one? Am I hearing this correctly? Hutton going to do LaveCon live online? Well, retired Navy IT one, we get a little tiny slot on one of the evenings after everybody's gone to bed to do a version of this show live from the stage. And if they want something, I'm sure we could rustle something up for them, possibly. Considering you're doing it, you've done it today. <laughs> yeah, like we do every week and have done for the last five years. Yeah. My goodness, has it been five years? Has it? I feel old now. Right. Um, <laughs> so, is this five? I must be, we're coming up to five, aren't we? Or is it four? No, five. Five. Yes. No, it'll, it'll be five at... Oh, it must be August, September time, isn't it? When we had the, um, my voice has really gone from the hatred thing. I've completely, I've completely shagged my voice. Now. November. <laughs> right. Um, we better go through the, through the tunes. Shouldn't we? Should we? Now, usual format. I'm going to throw somebody at the deep end and ask them to, to say the name of the tune with enormous emphasis on the word that's important. Emphasis. Yes. Before we do the emphasis, should we read out the two incorrect guesses that we've had? 
No. Well, okay, we'll, we'll do the guesses first. Then go, go on. Then we, we've had two two incorrect guesses. Uh, Flossie, can you see the incorrect guesses? Um, no me being comments. cruel and throwing you in at the deep end there, like I always do. <laughs> you can't uh, yes, pan I, me. I'm more yes, than two meters away. Yes, I can see them. Yes. Uh, first was Texas to stasis or suspended animation. Well, that does go on from now. That was on. just after the first tune. That was so. Okay, well, um, good guess, Texas Stew, but no. And Commander Deadmeat? The second guess was Lithobreaker, and he said we have forever and never end, so not the second beta. Is that a guess or a not guess? Well, a not it, guess. We could all say, we could all <laughs> go say what right. things aren't, yes. It's well, I mean, right. you, you could just as easily have guessed the development of Star Citizen. Given that one, I could say it isn't boobs. No. <laughs> They definitely have an end, or at least a few of them, depending on how many you look at at once. I'm sorry, I've taken this downhill very quickly. Oh, dear. It's, it's, it's the madness getting to me. The frog in my throat and reading Atrus's bit has just ruined me completely. <clears throat> okay, so those were our fake wrong, wrong diddly wrong guesses. Um, so let's do the emphasis thing. So we heard from you two, so let's go to Commander Wotherspoon. Commander Wotherspoon, that okay. very beautiful tune that we had first. It was rather wonderful, wasn't it? It was a cover. So it's not by the original artist. It was. But it, it's what, by whom, with emphasis on the correct word. Well, I, I, I've actually looked up Andrea von Kampen. I'm going to be going to be downloading some of her music later. Um, uh, the, the, the track was called Forever Young. Forever Young. And actually, that was used this Christmas, which feels like about 40 years ago. There's a little advert done by a hardware store over in Wales every year that they do that video on their phones and do it for about 50p and it's like a, a version of one of the big superstore um christmas adverts yeah. um, but it's about their family and their little lad and grandson you know the family business mm -hmm. and this was the tune they played over that 40 years ago at christmas or a few months depending on the time warp um and i yeah we discovered this one through um their little viral advert they do every single year of a little hardware store in wales that's family run anyway about the little lad, the grandson, I think, um, growing up and, um, yes, becoming a useful member of the family in the hardware store. So there you go. Bit of, bit of background. Anyway, forever, forever is the word we're looking for there. For, for forever? Okay. <clears throat> and then, um, ooh, who should we pick on next? Let's pick on Harry Bullsack. Well, tune number two was The Night That Never End by the Cat Empire. And your emphasis was on never end there. So forever and never end. Well, we were hoping people would guess the word empire, but no, nobody latched onto the empire there, especially not with the next one, um, which, Amelia, what was the next one? Surface by King Creosote, which is like crimson, but more brown. Yes, and we were hoping with the empire and the king we'd throw people, but nobody got that false lead at all. They didn't get the right one, but they didn't get the false one either. So that would be the surface by King Creosote. And then um, Flossie, the fourth one. By by Megan Jack White. Um, the denial twist twist the white stripes. The forever never ending surface twist. The forever never ending surface twist. What on earth could that be? Did we have any guesses? That sounds like a song by Nick Cave. We, to be we did ten minutes ago. Our favourite and most faithful guesser came through with the correct guess. And the correct guess with the uh, forever never ending. Um, twist strip. According to Lithobreaker, it's Mobius, but he's it's, not it, stripping. But would that be a Mobius loop? Yes, a Mobius loop or a Mobius strip. 
And of course, if you're listening carefully at the start of the show, we did mention Mobius because that nasty, naughty Simbad the Bad has now picked a fight with Mobius as well as Ed's 38 and everybody else in Colonia. Boo. Boo. And of course, you know there is a four-dimensional version of the Mobius strip called a Klein Bottle. A what? It's called a Klein Bottle. Look it up. It's a, yes. a four-dimensional, whereas a Mobius strip is a two-dimensional surface turned into a three-dimensional object. Oh, is surface. that one of those bottles that looks like um, – I'm sorry, I'm going to be indelicate yeah. here. Does it look like a she-wee where the pipe goes back yes, inside yes. the glass? Yes, yes, and it only has one surface. It's, yes. Yeah, yes. it's four so dimensions. It doesn't have an inside, <laughs> but it's still a bottle. A she wee. No. Yeah. So if you yes. used it as a she wee, you'd pee. Oh, that's just <laughs> Donald Trump would love it. <laughs> but you know what? To, I'm sorry. That I, I'm, I'm hoping that gave the right mental picture to our listener who's not watching. <laughs> well, that it was just what the shape. Gave me a mental picture. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you who don't know what that is, just Google it. And I'm I'm not apologising now for whatever it is that you find. <laughs> Um, by the way, we've got a message from the apology officer. To be absolutely clear, it is never the apology officer's fault. That's the one advantage to being the apology officer. Thank you for that clarification, the apology officer. So, um, other, other than that, I did. Oh, we need it with a couple more tips. Did anybody else have any tips? By the way, Amelia, did you? We, we did a couple with Ventura and, and Harry. Um, what about you? Did what you were have the tips tip? for again? Sorry. Well, surviving the Monday to Sunday. Paying what is it? Tuesday. To remember things. Ah, right. <laughs> so. For this, I recommend uh, having a wife because they will poke you constantly and they will tell you what day it is and what you're meant to be doing on that day. Have you put the bins out yet? Uh, yeah, I, I'm familiar with that one. Yes, that tells me when it's <laughs> Thursday. No, it tells me when it's Wednesday because I get the, have you put the bins out yet? Yeah, I get that too. So yeah, okay. So that tells me when it's Wednesday. Oh, ours is Thursday. Oh, so it's Thursday after. So that's Tuesday covered because there's the game and that's wednesday covered because it's have you put the bins out yet and it's thursday covered because it's oh my god we've not written a script yet <laughs> and sunday is covered because it's cards against everything versus snoz so i've only got a couple of days that aren't sorted so so De dead meat uh, your your tips for remembering which day you get the runs on well friday's covered because you can't speak after doing atras no you're right i'll have lost my and voice tomorrow none of the rest apply it must be saturday what about monday i don't like mondays <laughs> <coughs> what about Wathers Mr. Wotherspoon? You've covered all the days now. I was, I was going to say, sort of, listen to Hutton Orbital News live. And if you can hear it, then it must be Thursday. That's a, that's a fair Friday's point. Friday's easy. Friday's <laughs> easy. Cow's quiz. Oh, hang on a second. We, did we forget something? There's an important yeah. broadcast. Is it this weekend from Mr. Cow? E oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Ooh, very, very, very quickly for our it, listener. There is something, something that got cancelled this year that Cow has replaced. And then it got uncancelled and he's still replacing it because his is better. Isn't that this weekend? I forgot to enter it. Oh, my God. <gasps> yes. Well, my, my, my other half has entered. My other half has what entered. Not only that, my other half is representing the United Kingdom in the... What, what's he calling it? it? It's not the Eurovision Song Contest. It's the... Euro... Uh, something. Song Contest. I can't remember. Maybe the Eurovision Song Contest. Something like that, isn't it? Well, hang on a second. We're going to have to look like Europe Honker or something, but I can't, I can't remember. Well, in which case... Eurovision. The Eurovision Stay at Home Contest on Saturday. Eurovision. Yeah, Eurovision. At 20 hundred hours. And it's like... All the way to midnight. And it's likely to be broadcast probably on the 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 Psycho Cow channel, twitch.tv slash Psycho Cow, I would guess. 
I'm taking a good guess on this one. Um, Where everybody who's entered has been allocated a country and they've had to choose some songs to represent that country. And the audience are going to vote on who deserves to get your douze point and your null point. And at the end of that... At the end of that, um, yes, with proper block voting, everybody voting for their mates, we're probably going to have Russia winning everything because everybody in Eastern Europe scared of them. Isn't that how it goes? Well, the United Kingdom never wins. We know that. Well, I've, I've tried telling Sarah this one. But yes, my, my other half has, has drawn the United Kingdom and has chosen an epic tune to represent them. Ooh. I've pasted the link for the Facebook event into the Twitch chat. Ah, fantastic. Thank you very much indeed. So that's the Eurobismal stay-at-home contest uh, on Saturday at 20 hundred hours, hosted by Mr. Psycho Cow P. Mad Cow and friends. Uh, tune in and work out who can represent the right country in Europe the best. I'm itching to see which one Mr. Shouty's been given and what tunes he chooses. No? Okay. Well, yes. Um, I mean, it, it's going to be an eye-opener. Yeah. Oh, lordy. Yeah. We could always watch with the sound turned down well it could be a bit of fun but yes also yes if you've got nothing else to do on saturday and many of us don't then do that from 8 p.m but not the real calendar to work out what the day is <laughs> how many days is that from now i'm going to count on my fingers oh maybe i should do it like one of those prison movies where you you don't you put like bar gates on the wall every day that goes by yes it'll be a very small gate by the time you get there though because it'll only have two vertical things no, but if I'd been doing it since the start of lockdown, I might have covered a door, maybe. Yes, you could always a... do it retrospectively. Yeah, that'll take me a while. That'll use up my... Sorry, my voice is really good. It keeps going high like I'm <laughs> I'm going through puberty again. Or I've got something wrong with my voice. Okay, so, um, well, that's about it from us. Uh, uh, Flossie, anybody else have any tips before I go? Um, every day, I don't know, every day is the same to me anyway. <laughs> The life of the comfortably retired. <laughs> it's a day when it's light. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> it starts with breakfast, then there's some lunch, then there's some dinner, and in between there's leisure. Leisure. And occasionally folding things that, that you washed and putting them away. Oh, yeah. And that's about yes. it. Yeah, that's about it. And occasionally panning family members around the head. I can't even say going shopping now. No, I don't even know where my car keys are. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I don't know where my wallet is. Mm. I, I started my car up um, a couple of days ago and it really sounded quite awful for the first couple of minutes whilst all the oil went round the engine. I thought, don't rev it, sit there quietly. Don't Let's hope nothing comes out of the top of the engine while it's doing that. Ooh. I tell you what, to look after your anybody who had the foresight to have some kind of mobile van with a couple of quickly unhookable jump leads on the back of it and a load of batteries in the back is going to make themselves a fortune. Yeah. <laughs> What's that car? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's something they'll let you drive when you're old enough. No, you see, Norm has his cape. Uh, if he can yeah, leap tall buildings at a single bound and, and, yes, faster than a speeding bullet, I'm sure he doesn't need a car. Faster <laughs> than a speeding bullet. <laughs> so that's it from us this week thank you very much to everybody who tuned in to listen thank you very much to Litho Breaker for actually managing to guess one this week I'm going to have to make it harder again next week Well, it, it did take a lot longer than um, than a certain young person of your uh, acquaintance did today So he, he, he did take longer yeah yeah uh, my, my, my son managed to get it after three tunes and one bar of the fourth which was pretty mm-hmm. good very good um, so who would like to read our closing? Because obviously we've got the closing tune, which is all to do with the theme, and it's, um, you know, somebody else can read the clo- going out bit. Who wants to read the going out bit this week? 
Go on then, Crossy. This song's by a big bunch of hippies, which obviously has no connection to Mobius whatsoever. It's all about every mammal on Earth by the Mobius loop. Right, three, two, one. For For the the mug! Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the show. Everybody's buggered off now, so why don't you bugger off? Night-night, for the monk.